Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Acts 3 One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate, called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognised him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, People of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we have made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Now, brothers and sisters, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders, but this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything, as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from their people. Indeed, beginning with Samuel, all the prophets who have spoken have foretold these days, and you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, Through your offspring, all peoples on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. I used to think this passage was about Peter's courage. It made me want to be more courageous. That's like focusing on Usain Bolt's shoes. Don't get me wrong, Peter's courage was top notch. But it wasn't Peter's courage, nor his power, nor his godliness that made the beggar walk. It wasn't his courage that increased the number of male believers to 5,000, as we read about in verse 4 of the next chapter. If Peter had anything to do with it at all, it was his total obsession with Jesus that enabled him to see the victory. Incredibly, Peter references Jesus at least 16 times in this short chapter, 
And this is important. It isn't Jesus's compassion that Peter focuses on. It's his exaltation. Peter doesn't say, oh, because Jesus is very kind, I knew he wanted me to show mercy to this cripple. Instead, he talks about how Jesus has been raised from the dead and is now exalted as king. Peter pins the moment, the request of the beggar, into Jesus's story. Peter interprets his interaction through the lens of what God has done in Jesus and therefore what Jesus must now be doing in history. It alerts me once again to how small on my horizon are the cross, the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus. For Peter, they changed everything. I mean, everything. When Peter met a person, he saw them as someone living between the ascension and return of Jesus. He saw them as one of all the peoples on earth who could be blessed now that the servant has been raised up. He saw them as one on whom the exalted Jesus might send times of refreshing if they would repent and turn to God. Peter sees himself simply as a witness to the coronation of the king, the king who now rules from afar, but whose bounty can be enjoyed if you will only give him your heart. I want to see myself that way. I want the implications of the ascension to dominate my day. I want to look at people differently, to push a whole new pot of possibilities their way. Ones are only now available because of the exaltation of my Lord. Spirit, please come and make Jesus even greater in my mind. Question for reflection. What difference does Jesus' ascension make to how you view the world? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.